Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a show that explores the psychology, emotions, and math of money so you can make better, smarter choices regardless of where you are on the income or wealth spectrums. I'm your host, Jaquette Timmons. On today's episode, we are going to continue our multi-part conversation about finishing stronger, finishing the year stronger. And what that means is finishing those unfinished projects that matter to you, meeting those unmet goals that matter to you, making those decisions that you've been deferring, taking those actions that you've been deferring, having those conversations that you have been avoiding. And if you are just hopping into this series, let me just do a quick recap because we've done three other episodes about this already. So episode 19 is where we kicked off this series and we talked about the price of what's incomplete and how whatever it might be for you, whether it's a project or goal, decision, action or conversation, that unfinished thing, and let's face it, we all have something, if not several things that are incomplete on our list, that thing is taking up space. Sometimes that space is physical, sometimes it's emotional, at times it may be a mental or energetic or digital or financial or any combination. But it's taking up space and there's a price for that space and we need to make sure that we are comfortable with that price or that we're doing the thing that's going to help us mitigate that cost. So that's episode 19. We move on to episode number 20 where we start talking about the things that distract us from finishing and how tracking your time can be a really beneficial tool to help manage what is distracting you and how deeply is it distracting you so that you can be focused and intentional. On episode 21, we talked about how finishing is a skill. And in talking about that, we addressed one of the things that's really overlooked when it comes to that thing that is unfinished and incomplete and how it is the thing that often taps into your deepest fears precisely because it is something that really matters to you. And so by, you know, identifying that relationship, right, between finishing and fear, and then also recognizing that finishing is a skill, what we then realize is that in order to get better at it, (laughs) right, you got to practice it. That's how you cultivate it. But again, in the process of doing that, that's where fear can, you know, enter into the picture. So we tackle that in episode 21. With today's episode, we're going to talk about the relationship between confidence and finishing and how finishing can actually boost your confidence because you don't gain confidence by waiting. It's not something that you gain by doing that. It is what you gain by taking action, even though sometimes it is an action that you are avoiding, (laughs) but it's the thing that's going to give you the confidence. So That's what we're going to dive into today. But before we do that, I want to speak to the small business owners in our midst, especially if you have ever asked the question, what should I charge for this? And it's a question that I get quite a bit. And the way that you price your products or services as a business owner can make or break the sustainability of your business. Your prices can be the difference between living and working comfortably and constantly worrying about your finances. And I wish I could every single time someone asked the question, what should I charge for this? I wish 
that I could just provide a simple formula, an equation that made it a, just another math problem to be solved. But it doesn't work like that because pricing is about more than numbers. And it's not entirely logical either. It is incredibly emotional. So since I can't just give a formula to solve your pricing problem, I wanted to devise a way that we could tackle pricing from all sides, the financial, the emotional, the personal. And I realized that the best way to explore the many sides of pricing your genius was to do it together. And that is why I want to invite you to In The Zone, a one-day small group retreat about how to price your genius and become more confident in what it is that you charge. During In The Zone, we will examine the different relationships that influence the price you charge and how each of those impact your bottom line. In the Zone happens live and in New York City in person. There is a learning, there is a group discussion, there is self-reflection and breakout conversations so that by the end of the day, you will have a pricing strategy that you feel incredibly confident in. <laughs> Speaking of confidence. Um, so to find out more about In the Zone and to apply for your seat at the table, go to priceyourgenius.com. Again, that's priceyourgenius.com. So now let's talk about today's episode. Um, last time I mentioned how one of the things we tend to overlook when it comes to the things that matter to us, like again, those projects, goals, actions, decisions, and conversations, is how those things tap into our deepest fears especially as we are getting closer to the finish line or closer to a major next step hurdle. And the thing is, if it's tapping into your deepest fear, it also means that it is probably chipping away at your confidence. Because each time you don't finish, each time you don't take that next action of whatever it is, fill in the blank, your confidence basically takes a hit. And a lack of confidence can lead to doing more of the things that prevent you from finishing. So you wait for more time, more information, more inspiration, or you think that if you think a little bit more about what to do next, that that's going to magically, you know, result in, uh, in the thing that you are waiting on materializing. Or you end up, you know, spending more time planning, but you're not actually implementing any of the things that you have been planning. And the result of this is that it begins a downward spiral for which the anecdote is the thing that you are actually avoiding. And that is taking some action. And that's where confidence comes into place, play. And what I want to do is I actually want to um, level us in terms of operating from a similar definition of confidence. Because you know when you have it, you know when you're feeling it, you know when you're not feeling it, and you know when you see it in another person. But the words that you might use to describe confidence, whether, you, whether it's what you see in yourself or you see in another person, might be different from the words that I would use, might be different from the words that somebody else would use. So I want to anchor us um, in a, you know, similar, again, a similar definition 
so that we're not operating from different places because again, it can also be a word that is a bit abstract. So I'm gonna rely on psychology dictionary. And the way in which that they are defining it is that confidence is defined as an individual's trust in his or her own abilities, capacities, and judgment. Confidence is defined as an individual's trust, and I'm emphasizing that trust, in his or her own abilities, capacities, and judgments. The reason that I'm, you know, being so emphatic about the word trust there is that I think it highlights an important duality. Trusting in those things, right, are the bedrock for your confidence. And so that also then means that when you are not trusting in those things, that that is when fear can seep in. So the thing that can help you finish what you've started also becomes or can become the thing that prevents you from finishing. Funny how life works like that, isn't it? So let's talk about what chips away at your confidence. And then let's talk about the different ways that you can boost it. Is your confidence being chipped away because you are bumping up against self-doubt? or something similar. So maybe you've got an inner critic that's speaking really loudly in the back of your head, or maybe you are overcome with a feeling of being insufficient and not feeling like you are enough or that you have all that you know it takes to handle whatever is in front of you. Or maybe, and we talked about this last week, maybe you are letting other people's reactions and feedback to your effort, ability, and results um, overpower your own reaction and feedback to your effort, ability, and results. Or maybe you are grappling with past mistakes and failures and the fear of repeating the same. Any of those, all of those can chip away at your confidence and they can chip away at your ability to finish what is on your plate to be finished. So you want to make sure that you've spent some time uncovering where you are in terms of your level of confidence, and if it is low, what's the reason for it being low? And I, and you know, I guess this is also a good point to just kind of make note of the fact that no one's confidence is high all the time. So you wanna make note of when it's not high, what might be the reason for that? Because then that will help you in terms of what we're gonna talk about next, which is boosting your confidence when you have a better understanding of the what and the why behind why your confidence might be low, as well as understanding when it's high, what's triggering that, you'll be able to better you know, assess whether the six ways that I'm about to share with you in terms of how to boost your confidence, which of these do you need to implement and practice um, to get your confidence to the level that you need it to be. So here is my first suggestion on how to boost your confidence. The first is to visualize yourself on the other side. So whether it's the other side of the project, the other side of the goal, the other side of the decision, the action or a conversation, visualize yourself on the other side of it and on the other side of it successfully. So imagine yourself as you're doing that visualization. Imagine that the future you 
is pulling you toward itself in the future. I know that sounds crazy as all get out and probably woo woo as all heck, but try it because it really, really helps. And if you are someone who already visualizes, you know this to be true. And if you're someone for whom this is perhaps a new idea or a new practice, just try it once and try it on for size and see if it works. But it is a really powerful thing to have a particular goal or to have, you know, a, a project in mind or again, a decision, a conversation and to know where you want to be on the other side of that and to visualize yourself on the other side of it successfully. So that's the first way to boost your confidence is to visualize yourself in the future. Another is to just simply identify one action or decision that you can take today to move the needle forward. And here's the good thing. It doesn't have to be connected to whatever is incomplete. You just need to move so that you can shift your attitude and your energy and then redirect that to whatever it is that is stalled, that is unfinished, that's incomplete. So that's the second thing. The third is to actually step away entirely from all of this and help someone else. Help someone else with their project. Help someone else with their goal. Because by doing so, it reminds you of the strengths that you have. It reminds you of the contributions that you are making. It reminds you of the impact that you have as well. A fourth thing to help boost your confidence is to stop comparing your journey to someone else's because there are so many details about someone else's journey of which you are completely unaware. And it's unfair to yourself to do that comparison. And similarly, it's also unfair to whomever else you might be comparing yourself to. A fifth one is to ease up on yourself. So maybe you are applying too much negative self-judgment to your situation, your progress, or your results today. That can absolutely um, chip away at your confidence. And so if you want to boost your confidence, perhaps you need to remember that you've overcome obstacles in the past. And so you can do that again. So this is a really great time to you know, practice some self-compassion. And then the sixth way to boost your confidence is to practice even more gratitude. You know, when your confidence and your motivation are low, because when you have low confidence, that typically leads to low motivation, which is why then you don't take the action that you need to take. So when you're, you see, it's all a cycle, right? <laughs> so when your confidence and your motivation are low, it's really easy to travel down the rabbit hole of what you don't have, what isn't working or who isn't helping you out and things of that nature. And yet there's always, always, always something that you can find to be grateful for. Hone in on that, identify it and hone in on that. And that too can be a tool for helping you to boost your confidence. As I said, Confidence is not something that you can think your way to or through. You have to take action. And the other thing is that confidence grows when you complete hard things. And the way, you know, the interesting way that life works is those hard things, again, going back to duality, 
those hard things tend to tap into your deepest fears. And because they're tapping into your deepest fears, they are calling on the need for you to grow and to have greater confidence. So here's why I have been dedicating so much airtime to this whole notion and idea of finishing strong, of finishing the year stronger, of making sure that you are intentional about those projects that are unfinished, that you are intentional about those goals that are unmet or those decisions you haven't made or those actions that you haven't taken or those conversations that you've been avoiding. If you're cool with that, then cool. But if you're not and those things really matter to you, then you need to get on the horse. And here's why. The world needs you to finish the things that matter to you, aka the hard things. Whether those hard things are hard emotionally, physically, intellectually, financially. And the, the world needs you to do this because the world needs more people going back to the attributes of the psychology dictionary's definition of confidence. The world needs more people who will own their abilities. The world needs more people who will embrace and welcome those opportunities that will stretch their capacities and their vision of what's possible. The world needs more people who will not let setbacks and failures diminish their faith in their judgment because they know that their confidence is not based on perfection. In my opinion, the world needs more confident people because when you're confident, you give yourself permission to think bigger. When you think bigger, that can lead to innovation. That innovation can lead to creative solutions. Those creative solutions can lead to answers to some of today's most complex and multi-dimensional problems and challenges. And if you're like, well, Jacquette, I'm not trying to solve the world's problems and challenges. That's cool. You don't have to. But even just doing that in your own life, what you are really doing is being an example to other people for how finishing is such an important thing and how doing it is not just for yourself, actually. It is for other people as well. So when you finish, the success and the happiness that comes with that serve as inspiration for others. And I just feel like that is really important. <laughs> and so that is why I have been dedicating so much time to getting us to finish the things that we say excuse me, are important to us because not only is it for our own, you know, psyche and well-being, but it is the way in which that we help others as well. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, right? Helping others while we are helping ourselves. So that is it for today's episode and this installment of this multi-part series. Stay tuned for a, an interview that I'm doing, which is our next conversation, and it's an interview with Charlie Gilkey, who is the author of a forthcoming book aptly called Start Finishing. <laughs> so thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way into the end. And for you small business owners out there, if you want to find out more about In The Zone, the small one-day group retreat that I'm hosting here in New York City in person about how to price your genius and become more confident in what you charge, 
Go to priceyourgenius.com. Again, priceyourgenius.com. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. I know you have so many options and I'm glad that you've included this as one of those. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And while you are there, please do leave a rating and review. And if we're not already connected on social media, let's take care of that. Just put my name, Jaquette Timmons, in the Twitter or Instagram search bar and my respective handle will come up and I look forward to us being connected. And as always, until next time, remember, it is about more than money. 